The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. The views and opinions expressed in the commentaries and or interviews in the following program are solely those of the individuals and are not views of Poppy Chulo Radio, its parent, affiliate, or subsidiary companies. Welcome to Are You Afraid? Scream Queens, the unofficial Scream Queens internet radio show exclusively on Poppy Chulo Radio. Today is Sunday, October 18th, 2015, and I'm your host, Poppy Chulo. During tonight's broadcast, we're going to recap, review, and dissect the latest episode of Scream Queens. Later on in the broadcast, get ready for a spoiler alert as we bring you the hit Fox series' casting scoops, spoilers, and ratings. So please welcome my co-host. First up, she has secret Late night rendezvous with the Red Devil. It's Priscilla. It does not smell like booty in here. It smells like wind. Yes. And he loves to chow down on Oakland nachos. It's Wilson Die Hammond Jr. Indeed. Just don't expect it to last forever with me. Exactly. <laughs> So, unfortunately, Prince Rico Suave will not be with us tonight. He's still stuck in that Shining-inspired hedge maze, so hopefully he'll make it out alive, unlike Roger or Dodger. We still don't it know. Was, it was just Dodger. Yes, no, I know, but because they're twins, I was making a joke, Priscilla. <laughs> Whoosh! Aww. Over my head. It's okay. Maybe you'll, you'll get the next one, I hope. I'll catch it, maybe. Yes. <laughs> so let's jump into our recap of episode 105, which was, appropriately enough, uh, titled Pumpkin Patch, and it aired on October 13th, 2015. So here is the official synopsis of the episode. Chanel's plan to throw a pumpkin patch party to gain popularity and undermine Zayday's presidential campaign is thwarted when Dean Munch closes the university campus and institutes a curfew on Halloween night. Hester begins wreaking havoc with the sorority, getting Chanel arrested for Ms. Bean's murder and claiming that Chanel No. 5 went to the police. After her brief stint in prison, Chanel decides to throw... Chanel decides to throw the pumpkin patch party anyway and forces Chanel number five to light all the pumpkins with her two boyfriends, Roger and Dodger, one of whom is disemboweled by the Red Devil. Meanwhile, Zayday manages to escape the Red Devil, who has been treating her surprisingly kindly, giving her roses and her favorite foods by stabbing him in the hand with a fork. Grace, Pete, Wes, Gigi, and Denise Hemphill also find the Red Devil's secret lair, where Gigi manages to taser the Red Devil. However, he escapes down a laundry chute before his identity is revealed. Back at the house, Chanel tries to call the presidential election early due to Zayde and Grace's absences. However, they both return and the sorority cast their votes. Later that night, Gigi has a rendezvous with the Red Devil, chastising him for the sloppiness of the Zayday incident and telling him to murder an unknown male. Bum, bum, boo. (laughs) Plot twist. Hashtag cahoots. Cahoots. Yes. So I want to get everyone's initial reaction to the episode. What did everyone think? And ladies first tonight, Priscilla, what's up? What'd you think? I was completely shocked. Like, I loved the references that they gave, like, The Shining, like, was amazing, and so was Silence of the Lambs, like, they were on point with their, with their shit, and 
I don't know, like, I'm kind of bummed that my theories didn't pan out, but I love also that they didn't just because, holy shit, Chanel number five, like, got completely, like, she, she's smart, but it was a scary situation. And I loved watching it. I will say, like, this, this, this episode had, like, a crazy amount of, um, rem- like, quotable, like, lines. Like, like, my perfume, it's called Revenge. Like, jeez. And that, I had to watch that, ep- that, that episode over again, at least the first part, just to hear Chad's speech, like, one more time. <laughs> I loved his speech. I was like, how, mi- how much shit did you get wrong? And I actually counted. <laughs> Everything. Like, oh my god, yes. Uh, he does not know shit, exactly. but he's funny. Yes. Wilson, yeah. what was your initial reaction to the episode? Well, I was hoping for a little bit more killing, but I figured being Halloween being stretched out, that this would kind of be one of those episodes where we'd only lose one person, which is about what happened. Um... I actually like the way it's coming together. Um, for some reason, this episode kind of ties everything together. and You're starting to see bits and pieces, a little bit more depth of the character. So um, I have to say initial reaction is uh, pretty good. I like it. I liked it. Like I said, the show was growing on me. I was the one naysay. So it, it's the show is still growing on me. I have my, my aches and pains still, but uh, I like the way the character is developing, to say the least. I thoroughly enjoyed the episode. I thought it was a fun episode, and I've got to sort of eat my words, and I'm proud to admit it, but Chanel number one is actually growing on me, and I really liked her this episode. I am still, like, baffled that y'all don't like Chanel number one as much as, like, I do. Like, everyone else that I talk to is just like, oh my god, Chanel number one's amazing, and y'all are just like, no. I have my well, feet I, on for I've Chanel. I've joined uh, the bandwagon. I enjoyed her <laughs> a lot this episode. So major props to Chanel number one because she brought it. And, of course, our homegirl, Denise Hemphill, was just fantastic from, you know, the moment that she joined the episode until the very end when uh, she was, uh, you know, trying to find the Red Devil. It was fantastic. And I'm going to be arresting that Zayday Williams. <laughs> for murdering (laughs) oh good grief so let's get into the episode and uh let's talk about uh the uh, opening scene uh the the scene before the very inventive uh, brand new um opening credits which which we will discuss in, in a moment so let's talk about the stuff that happened before that so basically chanel's ready to have the pumpkin patch party uh you know she uh wants to there to be like a hedge maze inspired by the shining and um dean munch arrives to basically shut shit down and she's got she's basically going to institute a curfew for halloween night and uh basically you know uh, there's this long monologue as uh priscilla was uh sort of referencing that chad radwell does where you know he tries to do sort of like one of those speeches to like uh to to persuade the dean to you know allow us the the college students to have fun on halloween night you know it's our right and obviously he gets everything wrong and the dean continues to uh, you know, put the uh, curfew in place. And I loved her sorry, not sorry. I thought that was fantastic. Yeah, she 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 executes, like, the straight man to everyone else's, like, crazy shit going down really well. Yeah, shout out to Jamie Lee. She brings it. Yeah, definitely owning the role. Yeah, so what did we think of uh, just that opening scene with everyone uh, together and the Dean basically saying, you know, you guys have a curfew and, uh, you know, we've brought together all of the uh, the folks that uh, the Red Devil would want to pick off and, you know, we're keeping you all together. We know that Caulfield's alive! Yay! Exactly. Like- I love how he didn't have his arms and he's like perfectly fine like two days later. And he is down to party still, even though he's probably going to have to like dip his head everywhere he goes. Order in the court. Oh, my God. Like, he's... <laughs> and he winks so like cheekily too. like, I don't know, like Chad was like probably like the, the crowning moment in like the whole like episode. Denise Hemphill was like 
right on his tail, like always, as like my favorite moments. But Chad's scene, it had me dying. Yeah. Chad was all over the place. I, yeah, that I, that was actually the first time I actually broke out in a full-blown laugh since I started the season. There have been a couple chuckles. Well, that was a full-blown laugh. Like Chad's a nut. So, yeah. Shout out to Chad. Thanks, man. We needed you this time. Yeah, and I love, it's sort of like a small little recurring thing that they've been doing since the character was introduced, but I love how they don't understand his, like, British slang. Uh, no, that's, um, that's... No, 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 I'm saying in general, the character of of Earl Grey, like, they don't seem to understand his British slang, like, you know, he was like, I'm gonna get pissed tonight, and they're like, oh, why do you want to get pissed, let's get drunk, and then when he said bollocks, and they were like, no, that's gravity, because they're thinking that he's saying Sandra Bullock. That's what he meant, that's what the joke was, I was like, what the hell is that joke? Yeah, because bollocks means, like, bullshit, or something equated to that. Yeah, I got that part, and I'm just kind of like... Yeah, because he had mentioned some, one of them, a Chad had mentioned a movie or something like that, or someone had mentioned a movie, and uh, and so then he goes, bollocks, and so then they go, no, that's Gravity, <laughs> that's a chick from Gravity. <gasps> now it makes sense, now everything wow. makes sense. Yeah, it was fantastic. So they never understand Earl Grey's British slang, which is fantastic. Shout out to Earl Grey, the name of a team. <laughs> exactly, and the perfect name for for a suspicious British person that uh, may or may not be a red devil. Who knows? Is this uh, about the time also that Chanel was talking about her first like party, where like she had like strippers like hose down like a burning McMansion with champagne? Yes. Like, holy crap! Chanel's amazing. It's not my fault. Some guy died in the seventies. Excuse me. Then whose fault is it? Like. They're both, like, even though, like, y'all mentioned before that, like, Chanel Number no. Five's actress isn't, like, completely, like, strong enough for the role. I think she plays, like, tweaky weirdo really, like, well, just because she's awkward as fuck. You're just kind of like, eh, something is wrong with you. Yeah, something's de- definitely wrong with her. I can't quite put my finger on it, but she... Maybe it is because she's so awkward. I don't. I don't know. It's not just uh. I don't know. Like it's like it's a front. It's like yeah. it, it's almost too much. It's over the top. It's like it's cartoonish. Like uh, well, 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 I forgot what, what spoof that was. It, it was a spoof, but the dude was Dewey. The guy was Dewey. Uh, scream. Stirp. Yeah. Scream. Tripping. Yeah. It was scream. Yeah. Dude. You know, like that guy. Yeah. So you know. That, that's kind of the vibe I get, like, kind of playing it up. Like, I'm changed, my opinions have definitely changed on the characters. Yeah, definitely get a weird vibe from her. Yeah. <laughs> no, I agree completely. So one of uh, the main plot points of at least the first half of the episode has to deal with the takedown of Chanel Oberlin. And it starts off with Hester. She walks in and she sees number five making toenail cookies, which she was going to give to the children, which made no sense. But um, they, you know, they go into Jennifer's room where she's, uh, she's writing an email to Dean Munch and she's got ant farms. She's got ant mask and it's, it's all kinds of crazy. And they convince her to join in by saying that Chanel has a closet full of candles that she throws away after using once because, you know, after using them once they're used and, uh, poor Jennifer candle lady, she has uh, like a titty attack when she sees all the damn candles because they're the expensive ones. They really are. They're like 120 bucks each. I know, and she can melt them all together and make one big one. <laughs> That's what she said. And so, you know, while Chanel is in class cheating with her Asian, as she said, she she got uh, she you know she got caught cheating by the professor, and uh, she was calling her father to get the professor fired. When all of a sudden, Detective Chisholm walks in and tells her that she's under arrest for the murder of Miss Bean. And so Chanel is then seen handcuffed. She's being put into a police car with the Chanel's and Jennifer watching as she gives them a look of, uh-oh, I know it was you bitches. Mm-hmm. Betrayed. Yes. What did I we do think like of this? I like 
smile for your mugshot. I was like, yes. Yeah. What do we think of the takedown, or the, the sort of takedown, at least in the first part of the episode, of Chanel? Did we think it was going to last at that point? You knew she was going to be back, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I was I just kind of like, this didn't last. I, I honestly thought, like, shit, like, with the parody of Orange is the New Black, maybe they're going to bring, like, the prisoners in on this, like, for Halloween. Like, but this was actually funnier. Like, one of the prisoners got something for Chanel-oween. That's true. <laughs> Before she killed someone. Exactly. She got inspired by Chanel-oween. But, um, yeah, just the Chanel's did, like, a very good, not even the Chanel's, because uh, two, two's dead, and three, three's not there. It was, is it three? Three is the one that bailed her out uh, for, you know, to continue on with what happened. Chanel number three and a predatory Les, a.k.a. Sam, a.k.a. maybe, you know, the new uh, showman's on the show, uh, bailed uh, Chanel out. But they were standing like uh, that Chanel was standing there. Does that mean that she was part of like the the plot or does that just mean that she was just there? She might have been just there. I kind of think so too. Like, I don't think it was just like everybody that was in on the in on the bad scheme. Yeah, it might have just been like everybody from the sorority that they could get, like standing there. Exactly. So while all this is happening in the Red Devil's lair, we see a door open in the ground, and Zayde's blow, and she starts shouting before the door is closed. So we know that Zayde is alive. She's been kidnapped. In uh, the dean's office, Kathy and Denise talk about their experience with sleeping with Chad. And so <laughs> Grace, Pete, Gigi, and Wes barge in and talk about the search for Zayday. And uh, the dean basically said that she hired an investigator from Secure Enforcement Solutions, a.k.a. Denise Hemphill. And, <laughs> you know, everyone <laughs> is like, uh, Denise. <laughs> Yes. So what did we think of Denise and uh, the Dean bonding over Chad Radwell? That was weird. That was weird. Oh, God. You got the right to remain sexy. And the fact that, like, Chad might actually have, like, some brains considering that, like, for that, he researches and, like, gets dialogue. So I don't know. Why is it that he sucked so much with the Dean, but, like, is apparently amazing with everybody else? Maybe it really is true that, like, he has, like, Bobby issues and really did like her. And that's why, like, he didn't, very, he didn't last very long. I don't know. They, they both are really good at, like, bouncing ideas off of each other. She was just kind of like, everybody judges me for doing a terrible thing. Don't, 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 don't be sad about doing a terrible thing. I did the terrible thing, too. Okay, we're good. Yeah, about that. I yeah, I, I knew everybody was intertwined, but I didn't know it was literally. Like <laughs> Chad has had Chad has had a piece of everything on campus, it seems. Like if it's moving, Chad is hitting it. Uh, this is I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if he's if he's a goofball or not. Maybe he sounds stupid on purpose. I don't know, man. It's got like so he's saying something that's working. It's not just the smile. It's, he's doing something that's working. I don't know what's going on with these guys. That 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 exchange they had was awesome though. Like they, they yeah, the, their energy was pretty good, and it just it just made it so much more creepy though. Like oh, it's like it, y'all actually did it. Ugh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is the this is the first time actually like bef- the scene before that that you mentioned that. I actually laughed at something that Grace and uh, her, I forgot what his name is, Diego Benetta's character. Yeah, like the, the first time I've ever like laughed at anything that they've done I've, because they, 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 they've usually like sucked the air out of every single one of like their scenes. And I'm just like, oh, y- y'all are boring. Yeah. Please be the next ones to die. But, um, I don't mind they're, them. They're supposedly the heroines, although it, I have a feeling one of them is very shady. Yeah, but he, for for a cock blocking scene, that was pretty fucking funny. Like, and and if you notice, like later when they're talking, uh, Gigi's like she she could be dead by then. She could be dead now. I'm sorry if it's morbid, but she could be. She probably is. Later on, <laughs> you mentioned that like. She's talking to the Red Devil. She might have already told, like, the Red Devil killed Zayde. That's why she su- That's why she said that. For them to find the body of, like, Zayde once they actually find her. Which is why she knew so much about the house and the silt deposits. 
Oh. That's Very why she's so pissed. That's what I think. I was Very just kind of like. Well, we'll be theory. discussing more theories about that at the end. But right now, before we get into the like the heavy action of the second half of the episode, let's actually talk about the opening credits because for the most part, this show has featured a title card. But this time around, they had an opening credit with a theme and uh, you know footage that was filmed for the opening credit. It was kind of a little cheesy, kind of a little retro, kind of weird. What did everyone think of the opening? That song is cool. Like I, I don't know what it what, what song it is, and I guess I didn't have like my Shazam or Soundhound or anything. It's so, like I, I I don't know what it is. I didn't figure it out, but like it's. It's cool, and it's very bubblegummy, like, exactly like Scream Queens is. It's just, it, it, it matches the show. Except yeah, I really that, don't that, like the f- that that guy comes out, like, twice and gets to close out the, sh- the, the thing by winking at, at the camera. I'm just kind of like, you, hashtag a hoot. Mm-mm. Sketch. <laughs> sketch, sketch, sketch. Yeah. I don't know. It all fits. It's all, it's all tightly wound. I w- I kind of, I'm kind of, like I said, I'm still kind of sad that we're going through scenes without people getting murdered because this is what this show is about. But I guess, you know, it fit. It was kind of, I don't know. I'm kind of got, I'm kind of bouncing to it now. Like as I'm speaking, it's kind of, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you hit the nail on the head there, Priscilla. That's can't describe it any better. What do you have to say, Poppy? I wish it would have featured more of the characters. Yeah. Is it, is it just cause like, I think it's because most shows don't want to pay, like, a lot of people, like, for regular roles. So they're just kind of like, you're going to be guest. No, but they and featured a lot of names, uh, but they didn't have the, the actor. They didn't have Missy Nash. Like, no, uh, she's still a special, anything. she's only a special guest star. Yeah. But Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, the, the actor that plays Earl Grey, uh, I'm trying to think. They mentioned, I believe that they mentioned the actor to play is Chad Radwell. They weren't included in the opening. I think the only male was uh, Pete. Chad Radwell. Chad, no, Radwell, Chad Radwell was in was it there. too? Uh-huh. He was the one that was like uh, being strangled by the Red oh, Devil. Oh, yes, 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 he was. But um, I believe Wes is a series regular and he wasn't included either. I would have loved to have seen Jamie Lee in it. Yeah, I also agree. Like, it, it's, it's weird how they, they both weren't like put in there it's kind of sad maybe and i believe nasim pedrod is a series regular and she wasn't included either aka Gigi. maybe none of those people maybe they just weren't available they might have filmed this um later on or something i don't know i i know that maybe early on i know that jamie lee curtis uh is contracted like specially to only come in like for a couple of days and then like fly back out to go back with her family. So she films all of her scenes at once and then leaves. So they might have actually filmed this without her for that reason. Hmm. Wow. The, the show is really, was really accommodating for, for her. They were just kind of like, we want you on the show. And she's like, yeah, but y'all film uh, far away from where my family is and I want to stay with my family. And they're just kind of like, we'll, 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 we'll fuck around with the schedule for you. Yeah, if you got enough power in Hollywood, why not? Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's she she's got enough power as the dean, and she's got enough power as Jamie Lee as the scream queen. Yes. So let's continue on with the recap. And uh, earlier in the episode, I, f- I failed to mention that the Chanel's were going to dress up as uh, the as basically dead first ladies. And uh, Chanel number five was given Mary Todd Lincoln. And uh, she decided not to take Mary Todd Lincoln. So now that Chanel number one is in jail, she decides to wear the outfit that Chanel number one was going to wear, which is a Jackie Kennedy costume. And all of a sudden, Chanel number one walks in wearing the same costume and says, uh, and number five says that Hester's trying to frame her. Chanel threatens to stab her in the eye socket with a pick, but says that it'd be great if the Red Devil sawed her head off. And as punishment, she forces number five to light all the pumpkins with her two boyfriends, Roger and Dodger. The Red Devil appears. And, well, actually, first, Roger and Dodger uh, sort of, like, venture into the maze, leaving uh, Chanel number five alone. And all of a sudden, the Red Devil appears with, uh, those were like pruning shears, right? Yeah, yeah, head shears. They're garden shears. Yeah, and I, I don't know what the hell they're called. Begins. I don't have a garden that huge. Yes, <laughs> so I don't... and begins to chase her, and uh, 
you know, and then she enters the maze. She screams for Roger and Dodger. They both uh, run into her. They start running through the maze. And all of a sudden, in the middle of them running through the maze, Roger and Dodger's like, we need you to decide who you want to be with. You know, which side of the Eiffel Tower do you want to be on? <laughs> We've fallen in love with you. You can only pick one side of the Eiffel Tower forever. Yes. It's the worst possible timing, but they're amazing. A terrible amazing. line at that. A terrible line at the at terrible timing. Come on, Roger and Dodger. Yes. Like, I think that uh, death scene was quite possibly, like, the scariest one to me. Uh, only because... Um, I played this really old um, video game called Scissor Man, where um, uh, you can't do anything. You can't fight at all. You just run away and hide from some uh, a serial killer that's coming and attacking you with garden shears, giant ones, and it makes the exact sound that they used in the show. So I was like, ah, no, bringing back like memories, please, like survive this, everybody, and no, no. Priscilla that, will have nightmares like that. of happen. the Scissor Man. Yes. That's too funny. Is he Dodge. scary as the Slender Man? Uh in yes, he is. In the in the game he is. Oh my. So uh number five decides to choose Roger. And so they run together. And so then Dodger ends up running the opposite way and the red devil is chasing after them and all of a sudden Roger and number five they realize the footprints in the snow, although it isn't really like real snow, at least I don't think it is. Uh, I think even in on the show, it's not supposed to be real snow. But they have footprints. And so they decide to walk backwards. Which I don't know if that really made sense. Did that make sense to anybody? You gotta that walk was backwards. The, that was in The Shining. The little kid, it was just kind of like my, the footprints. So he starts walking backwards on his like footprints and then... Uh, walks the other way so there's two there's two sets of footprints and the red devil doesn't know where to go okay and so then all of a sudden roger they they yell to roger walk backwards the footprints and so roger walks backwards (laughs) right into the red devil and the red devil attacks we hear screams and uh Dodger, I should say. Dodger walks backward and we hear screams. And then Roger and number five, they manage to escape. And uh, Dodger is there with his guts hanging out. So we have, uh, I don't want to say a big death, but a a nice death for Wilson. Were you sad to see Dodger go? Yeah. I like his name. (laughs) Dodger's a cool name. But uh, no, I kind of like the way he went out. You know, once they separated, I was like, as soon as they separate, the one who gets separated is the one who's going to go. I just didn't. I was waiting, like, when? Are you going to pop out of the hedges or something? Or accidentally die or something? Like, so, you know, but, yeah, it was kind of cool. Like, yeah, I actually liked the death. I just would have hoped for I'm, I was open for maybe one to two, maybe two or three deaths per episode. Even though I know we don't have that many characters to kill off. It's one of those shows I felt like they could just implant people to just knock off for the heck of it. It's one of those shows. I mean, you can pretty much do anything in this sphere or whatever world that they're in. So you pretty much do anything. Like, I mean, nobody's even really worried about Zayde except for a handful of people. Like, you know, so this is... You, you brought up something that, like, I completely forgot about. I'm worried about in, Zayde. When, pe- when people split up, one of them always dies. Mm-hmm. I completely forgot about that. I was just kind of like mind blown at that. Never split yeah, up in real life, listeners. Yes. Never. I, said, split I think up. this episode, and instead of uh, deaths, it gave us like the like, like I said, the storyline, additional storyline. But I think it like it it amped up the horror tropes for this one. It amped it up to like the max. Like we're gonna play, or, like we're gonna like we're treading the line between. Um, an homage and flat out duplication of other things. And it's kind of cool though. It's like, cause they're getting away with it. And it, 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 it's kind of cool. Like we know what you're doing and we, 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 we like, I like the hints that you're throwing out in the process. So I, I, I was trying to remember though, I, somebody got killed the way the Dodger got killed. Similar to the way the Dodger got killed. I just can't remember exactly the, which movie we were from. American the Horror dad Story. From the shi- the dad from The Shining died the same way. He like died freezing with the same expression, like the, the looking up, all stupid. But he wasn't eviscerated. On American so, Horror Story, they they were cut the same way. Really? Mm-hmm. 
Which mm-hmm. one? One of the series. One the of first the episode of the hotel. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Never mind. Yeah. The twins. Wow. Oh, I guess they yeah, got to nice. kill both of the twins over there, and in this one they only got one. Exactly. Oh, you can only get one. At least get the one with the cool name. <laughs> so let's pick up where we left the search party. So basically, they're trying to figure stuff out. You know, where where could Zayde be, and all this kind of stuff. You know, what where, what houses, what this, what that, what the other, and so. They end up, uh, what was, Priscilla, can you break down, like, the mindset of, like, how they came up with that house? Because there was, like, a lot of intricacies as to, like, how they ended up choosing that house. Okay, mm-hmm. so, if I get get it correctly. Gigi started it, right? She was like, what yeah. if it could be this? Gigi said that, like, gl- when the glaciers melted, like, different deposits of silt happened, and this one has, like, red soil that would have been caked on the cars so just like let's go to the different car washes and ask uh if there's a car that had like red uh mud that needed to be washed off and then uh someone else said uh we should call Zayde's grandma wait call her phone has find a phone we can track her phone there so either they uh tracked her phone or they did the red silt deposit find the car thing. Like, they, they weren't particularly clear on which they did. I'm, pr- I'm thinking they did find a phone because it's a lot easier. Yeah, because they had the password, that. Oakland Nachos. Yeah. So that's that's just what happened. And so apparently the Red Devil has been renting the basement, like a cellar type of thing, from this old woman who was very happy to get cash. <laughs> you know, and on time, but never give her a taser. Oh, nothing. What am I supposed to do with this? Nothing, you sweet old lady. What the hell's wrong with you? Oh my god. And so and we go, yeah, go we ahead. got a close up of Oakland nachos this this episode. So we finally got to find out like what chips they are. They're Doritos with with chocolate sauce. I'm just like, holy crap, that's gross. That's yeah, really fucking nice. gross. gross. Zayday, how are you eating that shit? Oh my Doritos. god. And so when they enter the lair, they split up. Oh no. Genius idea. Yes, we have Grace, Pete, and Wes on one side, and Gigi and Denise on the other. And they start searching the Red Devil's lair. Mm -hmm. We have uh, Pete the threesome. Well, well, I'll just say it like that, although it's not in that kind of way because one of them is the father. One of them's father. Yes. So the trio, let's say, they they end up finding like the workroom of the Red Devil. There's like masks and capes and you know this elaborate feast that's on the table, and uh, the twosome end up finding like a um, I don't even know what you would call it, like a butcher workroom mm-hmm. type a of thing. A meat yeah. room. <laughs> Whoa. Basically, and then. Uh, they, uh, if I'm not mistaken, the lights go out. Bef- do, do the lights go out before they find the trapdoor? Uh, yeah, the lights go out before they find the trapdoor. Okay, so the lights go out, and so everyone's in the dark. And uh, the Red Devil wears night vision goggles, which we actually saw mm-hmm. in the lair before the lights went out. Nice callback mm-hmm. to the details. I liked that. Exactly. So, and it was the same uh, type of old-ass shit goggles as, like, Silence of the Lambs from 1991. So I was just like, damn, you guys are, like, getting your referential shit down right. Nice. And uh, the Red Devil grabs a, um, I don't even know what that tool would be called. A bone uh, saw. Okay, it's a bone saw. Thank you for knowing how to dismember people. <laughs> so he grabs a bone saw. And, uh, you know, Denise and, and Gigi can't see anything. And the bone saw turns on. Well, before the bone saw turns on, the Red Devil, like, almost grabs Denise's hair. And then the bone saw turns on. Everyone starts getting freaked out. And uh, Gigi has a taser. She tases the Red Devil. Don't tase me, bro. And uh, <laughs> after she gets tased in the boob. Oh, yeah, she got tased in the boob by Denise Hemphill. That was was fantastic. And then she tases the Red Devil, and Denise is like, Stay here, you know, don't let him go, and I'll get everybody else. And as she reaches um, the the, the trio, 
the lights get turned on and uh, she takes like a year and a half to basically say what ended up happening and uh, they rush over to Gigi apparently Gigi had gotten knocked out by the red devil got clonked in the head and the red devil escaped in uh, some sort of shoot type of thing so we go back to the other room they start inspecting they find uh, the latch on uh, the ground they opened up and uh, Zede is no longer there. So let's discuss the Red Devil's lair and what happened. And do we think, well, besides sort of like the obvious of, of who could be like the boss, because, you know, let's discuss sort of that information at the end where, mm-hmm. where it ended up happening. But everyone else, who do we think is working with the Red Devil, or or is part of the hashtag cahoots? Because obviously, in my opinion, someone that was there had to have helped out with like turning off the lights and and all that kind of stuff. Do we think, mm-hmm. or do you think, you know, just someone else was already there, you know, getting stuff done? I think it was only the that one Red Devil and Gigi because the other Red Devil's kind of like the uh she was talking to another Red Devil and, and saying he uh. Someone fucked up. Like you gotta fix this now. So it, it that made me think that it was only one red devil, and he's the one that fucked up. So mm. I actually think that that red devil that was in there was Earl Grey, because he's he's shown mm. that he he actually likes Sede a lot, and he'd know that she likes Oakland nachos, because since they have a tendency to like talk outside of um, campus. Like, well, not outside of campus. They were they were at that coffee place, weren't they? Like, talking. Hashtag cahoots. Exactly. So, I think I, I think it's Earl Grey, like, in that mask. At least the one that was in the bottom, helping. Well, I thought maybe helping. Zadie was protected after for some reason. That's why I thought maybe my Earl Grey, I was starting to have a little tendency to lean. Like, but I still, I'm still with the multiple uh, Red Devil theory. And I kind of, I think, I'm still thinking Gigi had something to do with it. Like, yeah, she was knocked out, but, I mean, if you're a psycho, what's getting hit upside the head? Yeah. You know? So, I Did you know. notice kind of- when she got hit upside, she said, I got hit upside the head, and she touches one side of her head, then she touches the other side. I'm just kind of like, if you got hit in one side of the head, wouldn't you be touching that side, like, all the time? Like, right. That that details off. So when I saw that, I was like, oh, something's off about you, Gigi. And there you go mm-hmm. at the very end. Yeah. And of course, we, I still think we, we, we'll make, you know, Dean Munch yeah. still got her hand in there. But we'll, yeah. we'll see. That's interesting. But we'll see if, if she does. So, okay. So back at Kappa, Chanel's trying to get the election to end up happening. Zayda and Grace aren't there. And she wants to win. And since she's president, even, you know, scribbling into the bylaws, she's like, we're going to have a vote right now. However, Zayda appears. And she fills everyone in on what happened. Basically, the Red Devil let her out of uh, the... Um, the hideaway hole area where she was being uh, held prisoner and gave her roses and treated her to her favorite food, Oakland nachos. And um, there was wine and everything was all fancy schmancy. And, uh, you know, she was like, ooh, I like a bad boy. And then all of a sudden, bam, she forks him in the hand. <laughs> Yes, not but that I kind of forking. The bitches that kill my friends. So exactly. She's, she's ride or die. So she ran out, and that's how she ended up escaping. And every, you know, Chanel was like, "How are we supposed to believe you?" And all this kind of thing. And then all of a sudden, Grace appears. She's like, "You need to believe her because it's the truth." And uh, everyone's happy to see them. And then they begin the vote. And then later on that night, Gigi meets with one of the Red Devils, and basically, you know, chastises this Red Devil for the sloppiness, and uh, basically says that uh, we need to kill him. Mm-hmm. So, Gigi is now officially involved with the Red Devil. Boone yes. is involved with the Red Devil. And, uh, obviously, this additional person is someone that was romancing Zede. So... It seems maybe Earl Grey. Mm-hmm. 
I think it's <clears throat> I, I think it's Earl Grey. First of all, though, like, but why? This is like a small like side joke, but they said that the the book was made in like the War of the North of Northern Oppression, and I'm like, did you guys seriously name it that? Holy shit! Okay, but that's probably like a South thing where we're just kind of like, uh, you don't reference it like that ever. Holy crap. In any case, um, back to um, what we were talking about, I actually think, because I was taking a really close look at how tall that red devil was, and if it had, like, hair in the back that made it look like, a, that, that made it a girl or a guy, it was taller than Gigi was and had short hair, so it's, so it's a guy, and the, I'm thinking that's probably Boone, and uh, she's telling him that that was terrible, someone messed up, we have to clean it up. I think the other Red Devil, the one that w- that that was in the cellar, was uh, Earl Grey, and she's telling Boone Red Devil to kill Earl Grey Red Devil because he fucked up already. Mm-hmm. But why would Earl Grey be involved? I don't know. Like, uh, uh, we haven't found out anything about him. He's a really mysterious character. The only thing mm-hmm. we know about him is that he wants to be president of the Dickie Dollar Scholars at some point because, like, he, he wants to, like, kind of take away, like, the whole, like, white, like, viewpoint of, like, fraternities that are seen everywhere. Kind of like how Zayde does with Kappa uh, Kappa He's He's mysterious for now. We don't know why or why not he would do anything. He could be doing anything. I, th- hmm. I think, like, it, it's the same problem that that we had with Gigi earlier we didn't know anything about her background we didn't know where she came from we didn't know why she has these problems with like dressing like a 90s reject and now we know why because she's making shit up mm-hmm. yeah maybe you know maybe he's, he was just like the campus spy you know there's always like a spy and like that um they always have those movies like Chinese kung fu movies there's always that extra guy who seems like he's cool but he's the one running around selling all the extra business. And maybe that's how he got in cahoots, was being like a spy telling the information to the Red Devils. And that's how he got the idea to be a Red Devil and figured he would protect Zayde in the process and got a little too deep. Yeah. But who do you think is the Red Devil? Because like, I think you had a different, like, unless you have the same theory, but I don't know, like, I think it's the one that makes the most sense right now, unless there's also additional people, which may be. I mean, there could be many red devils. Right, and that's the thing. I'm 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 still thinking that there's like a couple. I don't know how many, but for some reason, I'm still feeling like there's a copycat or two there that doesn't like they're not like they may or may not have killed somebody, or they took an opportune moment to kill somebody that they wanted to go ahead and knock off. And it was like you know, I just thought it was a good idea while I saw it happening. You know, like. So I, I don't know. There's, there were like there was like a murder or two that didn't have anything to do with anything. They they just so happened to be Coney. somebody got like, knocked off it, it, in a different connection. So like one red devil was knocking somebody off for their own personal reason, while there's other a connection of two or, or I say another two or so red devils working with somebody else. Like you know, and maybe the the red devil are just the costumes, but the people are interchanging. Like there are maybe three people that are inter like you know what I'm saying like. There are three or so people interchanging out of maybe the costumes to kind of to, to give the illusion that they're not doing anything. So I can't quite give names yet because it's, well, we it's are... changing week by week. So, but you know, the people that we've pointed out are obvious. You know what I mean? But I still think there's I think there's a person that we're missing. Is what I'm saying. Well, we saw in the cellar that like they're making Red Devil costumes. There was like pieces. Right. For more costumes, so. But then again, it also could be because costumes were damaged. But you mentioned, uh, and I'm going to reference back to, like, another episode that we did, like, a couple of, like, episodes ago, uh, that there was a spoiler where um, uh, more than one red devil, like, appeared on screen. Yeah. And we've already seen more than one red devil appear on screen with uh, Backstreet's Back uh, episode. So we know there's two. We know there's at least two that are working together at the same time. I just don't know who. I, I'm, yeah, I guess I'm just I, like I think the 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 the, the final Red Devil is a, is a wild card. It's it's gonna be like totally out of left field. And that's I kind of wanna. I was saying Wes, and I kind of had an eye on Gigi when I first she first popped up, and I'm I was thinking Dean Munch had a hand in it. And it's kind of hard to say because it seems like everyone's technically got a motive to just kill somebody because there's no really a motive to do it anyway. I mean, 
Yeah, but I think the revelation of Gigi now kind of gets Wes out of the picture as a Red Devil. Or maybe she's referring to him when she's talking to the Red Devil, like I've got a I've got a date with a very special man. Like maybe, like we you don't know. He he is kind of fucked up in his own way. I don't know. I I will say like. Was it you or was it Wilson right now that it was just kind of like someone, like one of the Red Devils is just going to pop up and surprise us that's just like, what? And I'm just like, is it going to do like a Scooby-Doo thing where it's like, Mr. Bernard? And I would have gotten away with it too if it wasn't for you meddling kids. Like, that shit's going to happen here where like, I can see out Denise, of nowhere. Not Denise, I can say the Dean. I can see the Dean saying that. Shit. Oh, she'd be awesome saying that. She's willed away in a police car. Because she, she would be the only Red Devil that actually survives. I, I I think she's got the stones for it. It's almost like the other Red Devils are getting set up. Like they're not, they're, none of them are actually working for their own cause. Somebody, you're working for somebody else's cause. They're the puppets for, right. you don't think Gigi's the puppeteer though? You don't think she's the one that's just kind of like commanding them from the sidelines? It's a, it's a possibility because of the way she was talking and what the things she you know, talking directly to one of them like that, you know, but I don't know. I have a theory that, uh, takes out uh chanel number one as as the red devil for um for one of the the things Mm -hmm. uh okay so we found out at the in the first episode that she knew about the 1995 uh killings like in really weird detail knew about them and we know now that uh the 1995 killings were covered up by munch like and uh miss bean like nobody's supposed to know about them except for the all the pledges that were from 1995 and split up. And we know that for now that uh, one of the pledges' name, the one that's like really stupid and happy, her name is Coco. Who would name their daughter Chanel? Coco Somebody Chanel. Coco, yes. So I'm thinking that Coco probably told Chanel all about the background of KKT. Maybe that's the one that's a news anchor. and That's why she wants to be a news anchor. Mm-hmm. And that's why she, mm-hmm. th- and that's why she's like got a hate on for... Dean Munch and why um, she doesn't give a shit about anything, and I and that's that that would uh, rule her out as the baby unless she was given to Coco to like take care of. But no, because the hag had her. Yeah, but the hag had her, so I don't think <laughs> the it, hag. I don't think it is yeah. that. I don't think Chanel is. I, I don't think Chanel number one is the baby. That 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 would take her out, and that would also take her out of the running as one of the Red Devils too. But that's just yeah. my theory. I've actually cut Chanel out. I think I cut Chanel out maybe last week. Like, I don't think Chanel, yeah. like, I don't know. Like, I, I, I can't say she's growing on me, but for some reason, she's hot all of a sudden. <laughs> like, yeah, she's getting cute. I don't know. Like, <laughs> seeing her in different situations is kind of like, yeah. She's just a psycho. That's it. Like, she, like you're saying, she just doesn't care. She has no reason to care. She has a, a pure vendetta. I came here with a purpose to do what I wanted to do. I'm going to do it exactly how I envisioned doing it. And when I leave, that's it. I'm going to leave and that's it. There's all, I'm going to go be a network anchor and that's it. I'll forget KKT and everything that was like, and that's it. Like she's just going to be as corrupt and, and spoiled and bratty and rude and nasty and crazy as she wants until she gets done. I don't think she's one of the killers. I just think she's, she was the greatest red herring ever. She started the whole, like, man, she's got to be it. Like, man, she's, look how psychotic she is. And then just like, man, like, no, she's just a psycho. That's it. Like, I don't think she's actually doing anything. She's, I don't think she could plan that far ahead to do something like, like this, this much. She's not, she, no, she's not that deep. She's more about mm-hmm. the fame and the popularity and how it makes her feel. She's like, she's, she's not going to put that much effort into it. Yeah, completely agree. I think, I, I think she, she got prettier because like, she's not wearing the stupid, like, feathers and stuff like that when she's walking outside like uh with with that with with that song like i forgot what it was but you keep me hanging on mm-hmm. like remixed with like a newer singer like that that scene where she's walking out like i'm just like damn you look really pretty like right you're you're better than like all your big bird like stuff that you've been wearing before like shout out to the big bird stuff so uh, <laughs> really quick uh, since we basically sort of went over the campus superlatives and we already sort of decided who the red devil slash devils could be just really quick have you added any additional person on who's definitely going to survive until the end or are we still sort of consistent with what we each individually thought last week yeah, kind of holding strong on that. Gigi might be killed, like in like uh, quotations, like to throw everyone off her trail, and might like 
like crawl around in the sidelines. But technically, I don't think she has to because she was already uh, attacked by the Red Devil from what everybody else has seen. And uh, thus looks like she's innocent to everyone. So she doesn't need to to be killed off or anything. So I think Gigi's going to like last the entire season now. Like she doesn't need to be killed off. Okay. Interesting theory. So uh, moving into our spoiler section, it's time to get a little spoilery. Let's dive into some spoilers for upcoming episodes of Scream Queens. Yes. It's time for an official spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. And unfortunately, I don't have anything besides ratings. So we're going to go over the ratings really quick. Scream Queens was viewed by 2.4 million total viewers and uh, 1.0 in the key demographic. It fell uh, 16% in uh, total audience. But you have to remember, on Tuesday night, there was a lot of stuff going on from a democratic debate to baseball games and and that kind of thing, so... That's true, it was a debate. It makes sense. A a lot of uh, programs on Tuesday night had uh, dips in their rating, so uh, it kind of makes sense as to why, so... On that note, join us next time for a brand new installment of Are You Afraid? Scream Queens. You can visit poppychuloradio.com slash archives to download this episode and many more. Registered users will gain access to our archives of previously aired broadcasts. Please like us on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash PCR Are You Afraid? You can also like Poppy Chulo Radio on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash Poppy Chulo Radio. You can email us with any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns at contact at poppychuloradio.com. Co-hosts, please wish the listeners a good night. Keep your chainsaws close, y'all. Good night. Hey, keep those Oakland nachos warm, too. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. Join us every Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific for a brand new installment of Are You Afraid? Scream Queens. Good night, everyone.